couldn't believe it. They, I mean, the first thing they did, like you've just said, is um, age. What are you doing that for at your age? But I want to keep going as long as possible. It's about allocating resources in the right way, utilising the levy effectively, ensuring entry-level apprenticeships are supported. Apprenticeships originally are all about a tool of social justice and trying to give an opportunity to everybody, and we can't forget that. I've had that just desire just to push on and get to where I want to be and when this application came up I just was myself. I knew what I was capable of and what I can do. A lot more needs to be done to support small businesses particularly. We're in very much a small business economy now. You know if you've got a good company behind you, you've got a good training department who give you as much support as is humanly possible then I think you know, in all honesty, you should go for it. There are so many more pros than cons apprenticeships. And please, please always consider it. It is totally worth it. It's actually changed my life, really. We're back with the third series of All About Apprenticeships, brought to you by the Home Surf Foundation. I'm Georgie Frost, and whether you're an employer, a parent, or you're thinking about doing an apprenticeship yourself, we've got you covered. In the next 10 episodes, we'll be discussing everything from the levy to training providers to what businesses need to know before taking on an apprentice and much, much more. Well, to kick off our new series, we're going right to the top. We're chatting to the new man in the top job. What does the new Apprenticeships and Skills Minister, Alex Burkhardt, have in store for the sector? And where does he see the future of apprenticeships as we look to recover from the pandemic? But before that, Let's hear from Anna Morrison from Amazing Apprenticeships. Anna will be here each week giving us her take on our chosen topic. So how does she see the role of the Apprenticeships Minister? Hello, I'm Anna Morrison. I'm the founder and director of Amazing Apprenticeships. The role of the Apprenticeships and Skills Minister, for me, is actually a really important role. I think we could start by thinking about some of the people who have held the position previously. So we've had individuals like Matt Hancock, who went on to become the health secretary. We've had Robert Halfen, who has gone on to become the chair of the Education Select Committee. And um, just prior to Minister Burkhart, we had Gillian Keegan, who's now a minister with the Department of Health and Social Care. So I think it shows how important this position is um, whilst you're in the position, but also the, the kind of steps that it could lead to as well. The skills minister has to set the direction of policy and they have to review what's working and perhaps think about what might need to be reformed or changed. So for me, or for what I've seen of working, working with anyone in this position, they have to work closely with the Secretary of State for Education, so that's Nadim Zahawi currently. They also have to work really closely with policymakers across the Department for Education and the Education Skills Funding Agency to really understand what's happening and to be able to make decisions if action needs to be taken. The role of Skills Minister covers a huge remit, so they have to be really on top of areas like apprenticeships, technical education, so that includes T-levels, um, traineeships, further education, adult education. Skills is really broad, and when you think about post-16, um, education and skills and that provision um, there is a bit of a, a tie-in with higher education so the skills minister has to also work closely with the HE minister to ensure that you know they're across that entire breadth of skills provision. 
Then I think it's about ensuring that there are quality options. So thinking about the needs of individuals who might want to upskill or reskill, but also the needs of business and what our business leaders from big employers and small employers saying we need, you know, we need skills provision to be able to upskill our workers, but also then looking at younger people. So those who are not in education, employment or training and trying to ensure that there are pathways there for them to progress into the workplace and then to continue gaining skills. And then finally, I think underpinning all of this, it's really important that the skills minister is out and about listening to individuals, attending events, whether that's online or in person, perhaps joining round tables, really talking to individuals who are out there in different communities to see how it's working, listening to the issues and challenges, really being the eyes and ears of the government and being able to keep their finger on the pulse of what's going on, what's working and what might need to be changed. And I think those for me are some of the key responsibilities of the Skills Minister. Thank you very much to Anna. Alex Burkhart, welcome to All About Apprenticeships. Hi, Georgie. Thank you very much for having me on. Before we really get stuck into uh, the new role and what you plan to do, do you have any personal experience of apprentices? Either you've been one yourself or you've worked with them, you've used them. And in that, what do they bring to businesses? Yeah, I, I, before I, I went into politics, I was in education for a long time. And I also worked in, um, in, in the world of, uh, of think tanks. And uh, I came across apprentices at, at sort of different points. I think the thing that they bring is um, uh, they, they often bring kind of new perspective and, uh, and a youthful uh, energy. And um, I think that there's this sort of great value in being able to grow your own talent. So uh, I'm, I was absolutely thrilled when uh, the Prime Minister offered me the chance to become the Minister for Skills in uh, the reshuffle um, last autumn. Uh, and I just think that this is really one of the most exciting times for the agenda that we've, we've seen in, in a long while, because the economy is, is just absolutely ravenous for skills right now. There's, there's a real... Uh, hunger and appetite for um, you know for for people uh, with with skills and talent and you know, you see there are 1.2 million vacancies in the economy at the moment and um, apprenticeships are really going to be one of the ways in which we we help uh, fill that gap um, to the benefit of young people benefit of employers and ultimately the benefit of the economy I mean you mentioned there the skills gap do we have the balance right yet? in the UK when it comes to vocational versus academic, in which to fill that gap? Yeah, I, I often feel a bit sort of strange talking about the vocational uh, academic divide because I, I was an academic, and um, but I ended, I sort of studied history and then I went on to be a history teacher. And uh, I, mean, I had a lot of friends who were at university who, yeah, who studied medicine and went on to be doctors. And, um, uh, but they'd, done, they'd studied medicine in a very academic setting. And I think, I think you've got whatever career path you're on in life, whatever journey you're on, you tend either to um, uh, go and get your um, your sort of theory and then you have to apply it or you go and do a job. And then at some stage you may want to go and get the theory to boost your uh, career opportunities. The great thing about apprenticeships is that you sort of do both at the same time, uh, that you have your um, you have your time on the job. 
and your time in um, college. And um, and it really, it, yeah, when I, uh, one, one of the great things about the job is, is going around and meeting people who are, who are doing it. Uh, one of my first meetings back in October was with um, a group of um, people in, in their 20s and 30s who are doing degree level apprenticeships um, in Manchester. And uh, the enormous enthusiasm they had for the, the choice they'd made was was really striking, and that uh, and a you know, lot of you know, a lot of young people actually who who had made the choice not to go to university and do a degree level apprenticeship, and had just hadn't looked back, uh, had really thought that they were they were onto a good thing. And when you hear their stories, very very hard not to agree with them. Um, you know, chance to um, learn, uh, you know, learn and earn at the same time. And um, you know, not you know, university is is quite an expensive option. Um, uh, uh, whereas an apprenticeship and, and quite time consuming. Whereas an apprenticeship gets you into the workplace straight away. And I, I think there um, there are a lot of young people who are impatient to get uh, get into work uh, uh, and impatient to get those skills. Uh, and uh, it's great to see apprenticeships giving them uh, giving them the chance to do just that. Alex, when you were I assume it's brought into the Prime Minister's office and told you would get this brief, and you took a look at it. What were your immediate thoughts? What were your priorities, well, think, your ambitions, your challenges, yeah. your fears? Well, I, I think the, the Prime Minister phoned me and he said, um, sort of, ah, Alex, skill, 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 do it. Build back better, level up. Wow, and that I, is scarily good, by the and way. And I, um, I think, yeah, I, from that I took, uh, well, I, I think we could all take, the, um, uh, that you know, he wanted me to, to go and um, you know, boost the number of apprenticeships uh, across uh, across all levels. Um, and I think what, one of the things we really want to do with the skills agenda at the moment uh, is, um, is sort of two things, two connected things. The first is to um, make uh, the skills system more employer focused. And what I mean by that is you know, we want to have vocational qualifications uh, that are co-designed with employers. We want to have more students who are studying doing work placements. It's a great thing that you get through the new T-Levels program. Nine weeks, serious work placement, you know, on-the-job training uh, as integral part of the course. Uh, and then you want uh, a clear progression either into um, yeah, university where you'll, you'll hone those skills you picked up or um, into uh, an apprenticeship uh, or into work. And then sitting on top of that idea is, um, is you know, these local skills improvement plans, which, which are a big feature of the skills bill that I'm taking through Parliament at the moment. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll get, in each region, you'll have a group of employers from public sector and private sector who will set out a plan for the skills they think the area needs yeah, in the near future and, and the not too distant future. And that will then inform the, the, uh, the sorts of courses that uh, independent training providers and FE colleges put on. So yeah, all through the system, you're um, yeah, you're giving the voice of uh, of uh, employers um, a, a much bigger role. Uh, and then we, having done that, we want to create a series of options and opportunities for people uh, throughout, really throughout their lives. Uh, and what that means is, yeah, if you uh, if you need to carry on studying at level two at your, when you're uh, 16 to 19, you have good courses, quality courses that are approved of by employers that you know those employers will take seriously when you get out and that 
yeah, they might be a level three apprenticeship um, for you or an entry level job. If you're at level three and you wanted to go down a, a vocational course, we've got T levels, this new gold standard qualification. So I say design with employers, place in the workspace, recognized by over 80 universities now, they're going to take you out. And then beyond that, um, you know, there are apprenticeships at, uh, at all level, traineeships for um, you know, people who are perhaps still uh, working out which way they want to go. Uh, and our, our um, uh, lifelong uh, loan entitlement help people study at, at, uh, at uh, levels uh, four and five and, and the free courses for jobs offer. Don't get your level three at school or uh, college. Uh, you At any time, you can go and get a level three technical qualification for free. And it's it's just it all put all together. It's I, I think it's a really fantastic pass, uh, package that's going to help um, a, a lot of people take their careers forward at different times in their lives. So lots of plans, big plans there. What might be standing in your way? What are the challenges <laughs> that you're facing? What do you need to push out to, to get this to happen? Oh, um, well, we have it's true. We have a lot of a uh, lot of change um, going on at the same time. But I actually think we have. Uh, all of the all of the tools in place. Um, yeah, we uh, we've got uh, we got a good settlement at the spending review from the Chancellor at um, at the end of last year. Um, you know, two point seven billion pounds can be spent on uh, apprentices by um, uh, by the end of uh, the three year spending review. Uh, great settlement for sixteen to uh, nineteen funding. I think um, I think a, a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the opportunities there, there to be taken. Small businesses are are kind of integral to how we see um, apprenticeships. A lot of apprentices tell us that uh, you know, the the quality of attention they get uh, when they're in a smaller company is is great. Uh, they uh, really really value it. Um, and one of the things we've done for uh, recently done for um, small businesses is that we've. Um, uh, we've created this levy transfer scheme. And what that means is big companies who um, uh, pay, uh, pay the levy can choose to uh, gift uh, unspent levy from their coffers ear, ear to support apprenticeships in their supply chain in, in other companies. Uh, and a lot of um, small and medium-sized enterprises will, uh, will benefit from that. Uh, and, and obviously, we have, um, you know, we have existing uh, incentives uh, to uh, help um, the smallest uh, businesses um, cover um, you know, cover the costs of training and assessment. Um, so the smallest employers, you know, we pay 100% uh, of, of their uh, costs when they take on younger apprentices. Um, uh, this year, we've, um, we've said that SMEs can reserve funding for up to uh, 10 new apprenticeship starts now, which is, uh, which is an increase. Uh, but we're, you know, we're always looking at ways in which we can, um, you know, we can make this system work better for uh, work better for SMEs. Very recently, the rules around uh, incentive payments changed businesses taking on new apprenticeships. Um, apprentices now can't claim. But Alex, a recent survey from Checker Trade found 80% of small and micro businesses said that it had helped them make that crucial decision as to whether to take on apprentices at all. So given how crucial it appears to be, is there any scope for the incentives to be extended or perhaps phased in for regulated trades such as plumbing and electrical? Well, uh, you're absolutely right, Georgie. The, um, the apprenticeship um, incentive that the Chancellor, or the extension of the incentive that the Chancellor announced in October has been um, has been really popular and it's been a really really good offer uh, and um, you know I uh, it, it's now as you say come to an end because 
its purpose was to help us through that very difficult time uh, over Christmas when we knew there was going to be a rise in uh, in COVID cases, although at the time we didn't expect anything as dramatic as, as Omicron. Um, but we, uh, we knew that it might be a difficult time for business and we wanted to make sure that as many people as possible had the opportunity to take up uh, apprenticeships um, uh, as that happened. Uh, pleased to say that it worked. Um, it, it sort of worked with bells on. Um, but uh, now we're seeing the economy uh, grow at a decent rate. Um, yeah, we have a lot of, as I've said, a lot of vacancies uh, in the economy. Um, yeah, we, we feel it's time to uh, go back to um, yeah, normal working uh, and, um, you know, and see, um, you know, see how things react. But we've got, um, you know, uh, because you know, we obviously the, the cost of continuing um, the um, continuing the incentive past this point would uh, would not be negligible. But we yeah we've got a high degree of confidence. That there are a lot of people, um, a lot of um, businesses, and want to provide apprentices, and a lot of people who want to step in and do them. I mean, you say it worked with bells on. The economy is. I wouldn't suggest growing at a, a fair clip. Uh, we are still in, in the pandemic. We're coming out, hopefully, fingers crossed that mm. this is it. But we're you know, sort of rebuilding to do. A lot of small businesses particularly are still suffering from the effects. Can you understand the argument of people saying, why now? We have a skill shortage. You have such grand plans, net zero targets levelling up, which I'm sure you think apprentices are absolutely crucial mm. to all of those plans. How are we going to achieve that when we're, very, very short. I mean, one example is the, the heat and building strategy, which sets out the government's plan to decarbonise homes and buildings. You know, that's coming under fire for, for not tackling the skills that we clearly need in that, that area. Yes, look, obviously, uh, there, are, um, there are still uh, challenges in the economy, but we are, you know, the, the incentive was only ever um, uh, a temporary, temporary offer to get us through uh, the worst of the pandemic, uh, you know, touch wood, that worst has passed. And, um, and now we, uh, you know, we are moving into a situation where the economy, we've removed all of the um, restrictions or the plan B restrictions. Uh, and, um, you know, we're, uh, the government's asking people to go back to, uh, back to the office and uh, back to the work site. So, you know, we, now is the right time to, um, you know, to, to go back to normal conditions. I, I take what you're saying about um, the the heat and buildings um, strategy, uh, but yeah, we have um, uh, a great um, great program to get more uh, green uh, jobs, get more green apprentices, to uh, yeah, as I say, use these local skills improvement plans to uh, drive up the um, uh, skills that particular areas need to meet the needs of. You know the uh, next construction project, meet the needs of the next gigafactory, or uh, meet the next uh, the needs of the new um, wind turbine farm. So yeah, we do yeah we we, we do have um, you know, I think we've got good plans to uh, move into this space and create the you know, the green skills that the economy is going to need as we head towards net zero. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. And uh, as you've explained, you've got a big job to get on with. So we'll let you get on with that. To Anna, thank you as well, as always. And to you for listening to this episode of All About Apprenticeships. If you want to get in touch to have your say on anything we've been talking about today, you can find the HomeSurf Foundation on Twitter at HSV underscore foundation. Just use the hashtag All About Apprenticeships. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a rating and hit subscribe. It helps other people find us too.